Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Welcome to another episode of Two Shot Tuesday. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. And I am here with my uh, co-star, colleague, uh, confidant, Barry Nixon. Confidant. Yes. All right. This is great. I don't recall you telling me anything really super spicy, though, recently, Jay. So that's on you uh, for next time we get together. The show is young. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, this is almost like a Jay takeover episode. And maybe you can explain to our listeners what, what that really means. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking, I probably should have said sidekick because that would have been appropriate for this episode because we are doing a deep dive. I'm excited because we've talked sports before. We've talked uh, punk music before. And I'm happy we got a show that I'm actually going to know what's going on because this show is all about Batman. It's pretty incredible. It's, We're going to devote the entire show to the Batman in the all Batman. forms. I mean, he's been around forever. He's one of the longest lived superheroes, is he not? He is. The Congratulations. Yeah. Very well done. He yeah. would be the second, second only to Superman who beat him right. by one year. So Superman was created in 1938. Batman debuted 1939. So he is uh. just a tad over 80 years old and he is looking spry and he's doing pretty good for a for an octogenarian. Yeah. And he is uh, human, unlike Superman, who is an alien. So this is kind of cool. Yeah, he was almost created as like the reverse, right? Superman was about the day and sunshine and, you know, brightness and Batman was darkness and night and Superman had all the powers and Batman has no powers. And um, right. Just except a big brain and a big wallet. And that is what helps to create the things that he needs to do. So, yeah, he debuted. In the pages of Detective Comics, number 27, if you're interested, you can rush out and pick that up uh, in uh, 1939. And then he got a second title. So he got the Batman title, which was Batman and Robin, um, I believe in 1940. So I think about a year later. And Mm -hmm. in the first issue of that series, that was when Robin debuted and the Joker and, you know, classics, classic stories uh, came out of that time period. And yeah, Batman and Superman are basically... They're held up as like the two archetypes of almost basically what every other superhero that's come out, right? So you're right. either the super powered person or you're somebody with like the Punisher comes from the world of Batman and, you know, that kind of stuff where you're this vigilante guy. Mm-hmm. But of course, Batman does not kill. Batman does not use guns. But this, this was a little bit inconsistent in his early uh, in his early days as they were forming. He did have guns mm-hmm. in the old days. I think he may have killed a person or two, but... As he evolved, he became this character with a very strong moral center where he won't kill and he does not like to use guns. And they will often trace that back saying because his parents were murdered in front of him as a child and they were shot. So that that Mm -hmm. goes back to why he would not use a gun. So when the comics first launched, were they kind of darker in tone? Because many of us maybe are familiar with the 60s series with Burt Ward and Adam West, and that was anything but dark. That was almost um, yeah. the opposite. It was very cartoonish, a live-action cartoon, I would say. Yeah, and campy. Like, it was a comedy. I have those on Blu-ray as a complete set, and they are fantastic to watch. But, like, you remember watching them as a kid, right? Yeah, I do. I do. And- but so, but I'm just wondering where the pivot came from dark to campy. Yeah, it was, it was always dark as a, mm-hmm. as a comic book at the time. And then 
this uh, the guy that created the Batman TV show wanted to make a comedy. And so he basically took these characters and made a spoof and a comedy out of them. But the cool part about that show was like, I also remember watching it as a kid and there was nothing funny about it. When you're a kid, that was like, that was straight up action. That was Batman and Robin. Like, I don't remember yeah. laughing going, Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm climbing up a building or, you know, these guest stars would pop their heads out of these, out of the buildings when they were climbing up and they'd be, you know, big stars of the day. And uh, like, but that was all a comedy and that was all designed that way uh, hmm. as a spoof. But what happened was the books were dark. Batman came out in 1966 and it was that TV show and it became campy. So then of course the comics picked that up. And so then the comics became very campy uh, after that for a while. And it took oh. uh, maybe almost 10 years before they finally started to go dark again. And so it was sort of interesting. In fact, Batman, uh, was was not so popular until the tim burton movie like he and actually a little bit before that there was a guy named frank miller and you would know frank miller yes. from oh, you do sin know city him, from sin city so he created yeah. sin city he mm-hmm. had a huge run on daredevil with marvel basically all the stuff that you see in anything daredevil today whether it's on the netflix tv show or the ben affleck daredevil movie all came from frank miller uh, on that character so they are still you know, he did this in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, and they're still kind of dining out on all the stuff that he did in the mm-hmm. movies and everything they do with Daredevil today. He did the same thing with Batman. In 1986, he created a, a series called The Dark Knight Returns. It was Batman after he'd retired, being dragged back into service. Mm-hmm. It is the Ben Affleck Batman, all the way down to the metal armor that he wears in Batman versus Superman. And that wow. book took off. The same year or the year after he did the origin of Batman. So he redid Batman year one, um, where it retells his uh, origin story that took off. And basically everybody has been doing a version of Frank Miller's Batman for almost 40 years now. So all the Tim Burton movies, everything from Batman begins, there's huge, I can see, I haven't seen the Robert Pattinson movie, but all that darkness from it is it is all traced back to Frank Miller or some other comics that have been doing a version of that Frank Miller, which is pretty amazing that he's had a run on the character that huge. Yeah. Well, Joel Schumacher kind of threw a wrench into the works there with his two entries where he kind of went back a little bit more to the camp and the bright yeah. sort of Batman concept with Batman Forever and uh, Batman and Robin, both awful. Uh, well, I remember seeing both of those in theaters, though, so... I love Batman Forever. I thought it was great. Like the the colorfulness of it. I thought he Jim did Jim Carrey nice... saved that one. You're right. Batman Forever is the better of the two Schumacher entries for sure. And it was neat for me as a fan being able to put this lens of Batman 66, the TV series, over top of the darkness mm-hmm. and coming up with some interesting stuff, I thought. And for me, it also showed like Batman is this huge, flexible character. You can do anything to Batman. He can be super dark. He can be campy he can be he had a cartoon show called the brave and the bull where he teamed up with all these different superheroes like you can basically flex kids can you can have batman plush toys batman is just this character that it seems to be no matter what you do to him he will always hold and he tends toward the dark side of of things people like that they like the very adult side of it there and there has been examples super friends is a great example for kids where batman goes super light and and can pull it off well, I mean, that's a pretty thorough background so far, Jay. I think uh, it's a perfect time to get into our first shot of the evening since you've already primed the pump with some damn good knowledge there. All right. And then I want to hear how all that translates to his latest outing on The Batman. 
I'm going to tell you everything without telling you anything. Perfect. All right, shot number one of the evening, Jay, debuting a brand new whiskey. I'm telling you, this stuff is pure gold, and I'm going to introduce it to you the next opportunity that I have. Uh, it's called Teeling, T-E-E-L-I-N-G, small batch Irish whiskey. What have you got? You know what? We're talking about a classic character, so I'm going to classic Jameson. Cheers. Cheers. That is exceptionally good whiskey. Is it? It really is. Tell me what you're experiencing taste-wise. What's happening? Oh, man. There's just everything you want in a good whiskey. You got the sweetness. You got a little bit of heat, not too much, uh, and no burn. So those are the three things. And also, it's just a really nice color to it as well, that beautiful amber. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's something else. I can't Teeling. wait to try it. And Small batch Irish whiskey. Small batch, but clearly the supply chain is there. It is coming to our local LCBO on time. I was told today, though, that this truly is a small batch. The guy at the LCBO told me that once this stuff is gone, it's gone. Really? Like so, that small? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he said. Now, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to uh, create uh, scarcity and to get me all fired up and get me worried. You know how sometimes that is? Yeah. It's like when you're on Expedia and you're trying to book a room and you have the counter that's yeah. counting down and it's like five people have booked this in the last 20 minutes. You got one room left. You got to do this now, kid. <laughs> That's that same urgency I feel like he was trying to put into me at the LCBO, but we'll see. We'll, we'll you, see if it's truly a small batch, but yeah, it's like, delicious. Delicious. They're going to make a second small batch, won't they? If this thing I takes would hope off. So. Like, what this kind of business is, is that? The business model doesn't work if you have one small batch and you're out. Well, you're not out, but it may be just this particular batch. I don't know, Jay. I, <laughs> I know it takes a while to age this stuff. Who knows? But Let, uh, anyway. Let's, let's get this LCBO guy on the show. We're going to get him on the show. I wanted to explain the concept of small batch. It's not no batch. It's not the, the end of the end of the batch. It's not discontinued. Yeah, it's exactly. not one batch. It's, exactly. Thank you. It's not one batch. It's a small batch. Yeah. <laughs> to be sequenced by other small batches, I would think. One would think. Because they have a small barrel. I think he was just doing his sales thing and it, and it worked. Because so. here we are wasting time talking about this <laughs> and getting our heart rated rates uh, kind of elevated Ooh. thinking about scarcity i tell you jay it's a classic okay. sales technique yeah anyway oh, let, please i, let's I know get back I, to batman yeah i know what i want to talk about i want to hear yeah. about your view of the batman the batman well first thing i will say jay it's five minutes shy of three hours Whew, that's so it's it, it's a lengthy movie uh the good news is that you don't really feel it. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, like the Eternals, you felt it. it was every eternal. minute of that movie. <laughs> this, you're enjoying it. You're in it. Yeah, maybe towards the end, you start to wonder, <laughs> is this the end? And then eventually you get there. But it's it's super, I mean, it's enjoyable. Uh, very, extremely dark. This is the darkest Batman version that I've ever seen on screen. By really? far. Yeah, it had, it felt like I was watching seven at times they really had that serial killer creep factor very dark raining pretty much the entire movie um like i said uh just i don't know i don't really know what else to say uh without giving away any any bits of the story but um i will say that batman does beat the crap out of a lot of people but you're right i didn't remember him killing anybody and he certainly didn't use any guns Mm, okay but he so, has no problem with opening up a can of whoop ass and he did that multiple times <laughs> did he so that's good and as well as the riddler 
very violent character. And uh, there was one scene, it's not a spoiler, but there's one where he actually bludgeons a guy to death with a hammer and they show most of it, like at, at more than you would think for a PG-13. So they really pushed the envelope uh, on, on the rating, which I was okay with. And yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what you're supposed to be doing with a Batman movie, right? He's not supposed to be at this point, you know, dancing and, and having a good time like he was in the 60s. Like it's, it's time to get serious and he's serious. He's not even <laughs> happy. He's not even happy as Bruce Wayne. That's the, that's the thing. Oh, no. Like he, 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 no, the Robert Pattinson character, uh, you know, he's pretty sullen through the whole movie. Even oh. when he's the, the, the playboy billionaire, he doesn't seem overly pleased. See, I but like when they... He's got a lot on his mind, though, to be fair. He does. Okay, well, I see, I like when they play around with that a little bit more. Um, yeah. Although Michael Keaton felt like he was almost Bruce Wayne the whole through, all the way through. Like, there's... They don't really switch. Christian Bale switched a bit more between Bruce Wayne and Batman. He put it on more as Bruce Wayne than... I think he did. And he looked did. like he was having fun when he was Bruce Wayne, for sure. Christian Bale. Yeah. He was absolutely enjoying that billionaire playboy life. And that character, he would just sort of play that guard. I'm supposed to be with, you know, models in the hot tub. Like we just mm-hmm. get into the hot tub at my restaurant that I bought, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But exactly. Robert Pattinson is not doing any, he's not jumping into the hot tub with the models. At least not he, he's happy not. about it. He's not happy about it. <laughs> he's not even doing it. Okay. He's not even doing it, but uh, no, I, I, I mean, hats off to his performance though. Everyone's performance in this movie is fantastic. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to, you know, be bored with the performances. That's for sure. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Now I'm going to give it four out of five. Uh, it's a damn good Batman movie. And, and I hope that they will, uh, there's going to be more. And uh, there is a bonus scene. It's not really a scene. It's like, I don't know if it's worth sticking around for. I didn't stick around for, but the movie guy, Rob Peets, who I saw the movie with, he stuck around and, uh, and told me what it was. And is yeah. it at the very end of the credits or just like- apparently? So that's another 11 minutes tacked on. Yeah. So now you're cresting three hours, Jay. And you know, at that point, uh, I was ready just to kind of get going. So after the movie was done, I just sort of said, "So you left him? I'm out." Wow, yeah, the I movie guy. Like, you left the movie guy at the movie. I left the movie guy because I, I didn't want to stick around for the bonus scene. Jay, it was you know two hours fifty five minutes sitting there. The theater was kind of warm too. Whatever. Now I'm just complaining. I enjoyed the movie. Bottom line, please go see it at your earliest opportunity. Did you see it in IMAX experience? Yep, you okay. sure did. And uh, there wasn't any-, any IMAX sequences though. No, it was just in like, the IMAX theater. Yeah. Right. So when we saw Dune, that was amazing how they kept going between widescreen and IMAX. Exactly. And but there was none noticeable. of that. Right. But there was no shifting ratios in this movie. Oh, that's too bad. You yeah. think they would have made use of that, but I guess, I guess not. Christopher Nolan, that's sort of his thing. And the Dune guy. And the Dune guy. What's <laughs> his Dune. name? Villeneuve. Yeah. Something. They kind of compare those two directors a lot. Christopher Nolan and Villeneuve. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. They Neither like one of them their... had anything to do with this Batman movie. But no, they did not. That's one thing they have in common. Nothing yeah. to do with it. And it shows on the aspect ratio. Absolutely. And oh, <laughs> one other thing, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, daughter of Lenny Kravitz, who yeah. plays uh, Catwoman, is awesome. And this is a version of Catwoman that I think audiences are going to be happy to see. She's a lot more kind of punk rock, a lot more sort of rough and tumble. She's not, you know, purring and trying to be sexy. She's just, okay. she's just sexy without having to play it up like Michelle Pfeiffer did. You know what I mean? Right. So one thing I will say that the, the stakes in this movie were a little bit lower than previous Batman movies. Batman's not trying to stop the city from exploding or freezing 
like in Batman and Robin. Remember the whole thing was Mr. Freeze yes. wanted to turn Gotham into an icebox for whatever reason. We don't we don't even know what the reason was just because yeah. he felt like it. But the stakes in this movie are far less than that. They're much more rooted in reality. This is more like a it's more like a mob film. Okay. There's a there's a big emphasis on the mob. So, but I, I already feel like I've said perhaps too much uh, plot wise. But That's good. Get to your local multiplex and check it out. The Batman with Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Before we go to our second shot, um, and just to wrap up the review of the film, I did hear this. Uh, I haven't fact checked it, but I did hear this that Robert Pattinson showed up to his Batman audition in George Clooney's bat suit. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. So fact check that. Okay. And, uh, at some point. Th that was the suit with the nipples. Yeah. Everyone but, hated that. But who cares? It was for an audition. <laughs> so, I mean, isn't that a cool thing that you show up in George Clooney's bat suit? Like, well, it's amazing that he it fit him. Like, what? I mean, like he's the same size as George Clooney? Okay. That's weird. I, I don't know. Maybe he is. But I he guess. showed up in the suit. That's very cool. That's something that's... That you're going to get the part for that. Just the fact that you have access to George Clooney's bat suit. And so, um, okay. Well, then you're a shoe in. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do that, I guess. <laughs> I guess but that's an interesting choice that he chose that suit. He didn't want to try to get the Michael Keaton suit or the Christian. Like there's been a lot of suits, but he yeah. landed on the one with the nipples, which the is nipples. interesting. Yeah. And the one that was, you know, laughed out of the <laughs> room. But, you know, here he is showing up just to bring that yeah. back. And then he probably did a dark turn in that audition in that suit, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Which is what we all were hoping was going to happen in that batman and robin film which we never got and to see not. that part yeah um but yeah one last thing about the batman it, it's the first two years of him being batman so he's journaling everything and he's calling it the gotham project so there's one quick scene where you see like a, a notebook where he's kind of keeping track of all of his comings and goings for the past two years so that was pretty cool well anyway thank you. four out of five jay four out of five let's take that to shot number two beautiful all right, for shot number two, I am going right back to the classic Jameson. Outstanding. I'm going to my new favorite, Jay. Small batch, teeling, Irish whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. You know, I just have to say, you know, thank you for indulging me in Batman. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. I can't make you go through the whole episode only talking about Batman. There's got to be something else that's on your mind. And I think even our listeners... Some of those that aren't quite as ensconced in Batman as I am might appreciate a little change of pace. Right. That's, what do you got? Well, still kind of in keeping with film. And mm -hmm. uh, this is going to harken back to our B-movie bonanza. Uh, yeah. Evidently, I did not learn my lesson when it came to B-movies, as I recently added in 4K uh, <laughs> a little gem from 1980 called, it's simply called Alligator. And I think you know what you're getting with Alligator. <laughs> it's basically... <laughs> jaws in the sewer <laughs> okay so but it, you know what jay i wish i had have discovered this movie uh when we were doing our bonanza yeah because i would have selected this over chud this one is wow. way way better way better <laughs> if i remember correctly it's about an alligator that gets flushed down the toilet or something yes it's a baby alligator I... that gets purchased it starts to get a little bit too big the parents force the little girl who wanted it to yeah. get rid of it um, you know, she goes to school, the parents flush it without her knowledge and then oh. flash forward like 15 years. And this thing is running amok. 15 years is the yeah, time 15 jump? years. <laughs> and so all, it's been down there, like feeding on sewage and radioactive toxic waste. Yes. And it's now, you know, enormous, um, big enough, actually that there's a scene where he busts through a sidewalk. 
Really? Like literally bust through a side. And the effects are pretty good for 1980. Uh, <laughs> B movie. B movie. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. And it looks fantastic. I got to say, it does look amazing in 4K. And you've watched the whole thing now? Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. And it was. I didn't have to break it up. I didn't have to watch it in parts. Yeah. Start to finish. It was far more interesting than, uh, than what I remembered. So I was happy. Happy to okay. add it. You seem to be on a bit of a theme this year with um, like sewer movies. Chud lived in the sewers. Alligator yeah. in the sewers. <laughs> Is there like a third sewer movie you'd want to complete your unofficial B-movie sewer? <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, tri, uh, tri, um, uh, Bonanza? Tri- trilogy. Trifecta. Trilogy. Trifecta. That was it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That wasn't a B-movie, oh. but it was sewers. It's definitely sewers. I think maybe I, you know, we should just go down to a sewer. That's the only way to get this out. Of my okay. system. I, need, I need to physically be there, Jay. I need to be boots on the ground. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Ninja Turtles, the first one. Yeah, I remember lining up as a kid to see that in theaters. And uh, part two, The Secret of the Ooze. I lined up for that one as well. Not yeah. the third one, though. I didn't see the third one. Me neither. And the first one was amazing. The yeah. second one was pretty terrible, if I remember correctly. I was young enough that I liked it, but it was not, I don't think it was so good. Yeah, it was so like one of those. It, I mean, it's not it's not the worst part two, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you're right. It didn't have the same kind of. Although now that the characters had been introduced and everything, part two kind of starts quicker. Like the the action yeah. begins right away, as I remember. But I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, and they've never, other than those first couple movies, I, in my opinion, like Turtles has never really popped again. Like on film, there was a. A movie I don't think I liked it. They made it yeah. a number of years ago. With... Just a few years ago. I think Megan Fox was in it. Yes. I yeah. saw part of that. I couldn't get through it. Same thing. The CG turtles kind yeah. of threw me. I mean, just put on the old rubber suit. Yeah. They were really good. <laughs> it, it worked. It worked perfectly. No, I agree. Um, maybe turtles have run their course. <laughs> I guess so. We'll see you at Christmas. That's the only time turtles come back, right? Yeah. Different oh type of turtle, but uh, delicious. Good tie-in. Well, I think, is that our show? I think that's it is. our show. I mean, we're believe it or not, we're at time. It's unbelievable. We covered a lot of very important ground. Jay, I'm glad mm-hmm. you were able to indulge in some of your uh, Batman fandom. And I hope that one day, I mean, you should be a Batman. You could, I could Ooh. see you doing both the Bruce Wayne and the Batman. All right. I better get on this quick. Cause I gonna... you got that imposing presence about you. You're not a small guy. And, you know, you got the swagger to be Bruce Wayne. You know, you throw on a tux. I'll take it. I'm getting closer to Alfred's age, but I'll take I'll take <laughs> That's it. That's not true. <laughs> I can do it. All right. That's amazing. Listeners, thanks again for hanging out. As always, we're with you each and every week. You can count on that. It's one thing in life you can count on. Two Shot Tuesday, every Tuesday. And until next week, Jay, have a good one, dude. You too. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.